Block, block. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for joining us. Why does that sound so weird? Does that sound weird to you? Sounds good, like a stadium. Yeah, doesn't it, right? It's got a little echo to it. Yeah, it sure does. All right, well, we'll play with that. Uh, wow, that does sound really weird. What the hell is that? It sounds crisp. That doesn't sound crisp. It sounds like crap. Oh, I know why. How about that? Does that sound better now? No. No? So no, it doesn't? Well, we'll figure it out. Oh, wait. I know why. Hold on. Yeah, it's whatever. Nope. It's a brand new brand new piece of equipment. I, here, I so think I already know why. Hold on. Hold on. Figuring out the bugs here. Yes, that's what we're doing. Well, I mean, you just got How's it. How's that? That sounds better. All right. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Okay. That was it. That was the only thing. That was the one thing that we had to fix. Okay, there it goes. That sounds a whole hell of a lot better. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Uh, it is another Tuesday evening. Uh, let us know. Keep me posted if... Uh, if it if it uh, if the if the audio sounds off or anything sounds a little bit funky, uh, please give me a heads up. Uh, it's we are dealing with new equipment tonight. Yeah. Um, last week's show was borderline unlistenable, I believe, in a lot of ways. So uh, you know we'll uh, try to keep that to a to a minimum, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll go from there. So I'm just I'm playing with everything now. So like I'm yeah, just yeah I know you're gonna fuck something up. No, nah, I'm just I'm messing with stuff because I see things now that I didn't have to see before. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh wait, does that actually sound as shitty as that's telling me it should sound? Because that that's not good. Yeah, uh, if it does, but uh, let us know seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two is the phone number if you want to give us a call. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, again, thank you for joining us. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas, and now uh, we'll be the first to wish you a happy new year. Uh, this is the final show of 2021. Yeah. Yeah, let that sink in for a second there, Plizzy. Let that sink in. Last show of 2021. It's all over, baby. It's all over. That's it. That's another year, another wrap. See you later. See, see you later is right. Uh, so we'll be here for the next uh, hour and a half or so, taking you through everything uh, NFL pretty much. NFL-dominated show tonight. Uh, we've got plenty of things to get into. If you want the audio-only stream of this show and you want to listen live but you don't want to tie up your phone or your device uh, through Facebook, click that link uh, in the description, www.mixler.com backslash joey-fats. That'll give you the uh, audio-only live stream, so you can go ahead and just click that and you will not tie up your phone uh, and still be able to listen to the live broadcast. If you uh, do miss the show and you want to catch it later, it'll be up on Spotify right after this is over. And uh, you can go ahead and uh, listen to it there. So thank you, everybody, for joining us again. Happy New Year. And uh, we will uh, let's dive right into it, Paul. Obviously, the big news. We're going to get into the big news of Carson Wentz being potentially out uh, come fucking blows come Sunday against the Raiders in a massive game with playoff implications across the board for like five or six teams. Uh, We'll get into the uh, MVP talk, we'll get into all that, you know, every NFL playoff scenario that there is from, uh, you know, are the Bengals for real? Yeah. Uh, are the Bucks for real? You know, who's in, who's who's for real, who's not? The Bills, uh, the Patriots. But first, obviously, the big news of the day that broke just before we came on the air about an hour ago. Uh, NFL legend John Madden has passed away uh, at the age of 85. The man, the myth. The legend, John Madden, mostly known by today's generation for the legendary video game uh, that has bared his name for yeah. almost three decades now. Uh, yeah, when was the first one? 90. 
six or five. I forget what the first Madden was. Yeah, probably around six. It was well. I remember it was Madden sixty four uh, on the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, that was, and then they started doing the players. I believe in what ninety eight or ninety nine. They started doing the the players on the covers. Yeah, maybe. Let me see because I remember the earliest. I remember Madden ninety nine. I can't remember, dude. I didn't play Madden. Madden ninety nine was the last one that didn't have. It. I think two thousand was the one because it had Marshall Falk. So let's see if we can remember. It was Marshall Falk. Pull it up. Pull up the. Uh, Pull up the list of players on the Madden covers for me, and, and I'm going to do it. We'll do a live quiz here, see if I can, how many I can get. All right, let me see. Players on Madden covers. All right, so this should. Just do Madden covers by year. That's what it's going to do, yeah. By year, all Madden covers by Cause year. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident I can get most of them. So. No, 2000 was nobody. 2001, am I right? 2001 was Marshall Falk? All right. Give so me the first one, and then I should be able to run them off. All right, hold there. on. Let me just find the list here. All right, so actually the very first John Madden football was 1988. Well, te- you're right, but I'm saying for co- uh, players on the cover. Yeah, all right. Players on the cover. No, that was. All right, the first year of that was, what year did you say? Oh, one. Yeah, who was it? Marshall Falk? No. If it wasn't Marshall Falk in 01, then it had to have been, was it Culpepper? No, Culpepper was later. No, it was Eddie George. Eddie George, that's right. Eddie, yeah. so it was, so, all right, so 01 was Eddie George, 02 was Marshall Falk. Well, actually, it's, Eddie, it's 2000. It's actually, it's, it's right. Madden, Madden 2000, 2000, but it's 2001 or whatever. Okay, so. So, 2000 was Eddie George, so 2001. Was, was Marshall Falk. No. 2001 was not, no. was Marshall Falk was uh, 03. Uh, that is correct. So or O two, if you would. No, no, no. I don't want the gear. The game was released. What was the Madden edition? Oh, O three was Marshall Falk. Okay, don't yeah, because if you start fucking me up, because they're always yeah, a year before. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. fucking me up too. I'm like, no, so, no. So yeah. let's see. It went Eddie George. Then it was. Fuck was it? Wasn't uh, Moss wasn't on it. It was. Culpepper? Yeah. It yep. was Culpepper. Yeah. George Culpepper Falk. Yep. And then let's see, Madden 03 was No, that was 03 was was Falk. You're talking about 04 now. It was Michael Vick. Yep. Then Ray Lewis. Yep. Uh Donovan McNabb. Yep. Brett Favre? Nope. Seven. Some obscure player. Not really, but yeah. It wasn't Breeze, was it? No. Running back. Oh, Sean Alexander. Sean, yep. Fuck me. Sean Alexander. Yep. Then it was... 08. 08 was McNabb. Nope. No? Favre? Nope. Talk about a bust. Oh, was it... wasn't Peyton Hillis, was it? That no. wasn't Peyton Hillis. No, that was way later. Uh, let's see. Oh, eight. I had the game too. It's probably sitting over there in the fucking box. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not Vince Young. Oh, that's right. Vinsanity. That's right. Vince Young. Yeah. Now. Oh, nine was, uh, that was, then. Oh, nine was, uh, was, oh, not. No. Oh, nine was Favre. Yep. Then 10 was the split cover with Paul Amalu and Fitzgerald. Yep. 11 was Hillis. Nope. No. So 12 had to have been Hillis. 
because that was the first year of the fan yep, vote. Yep, yep. So one eleven more. was the last year of the non fan vote. Was it was it Brady? Nope. Gronk? Nope. Nope. I don't remember eleven. Breeze. Breeze, that's right. I had that one. That yeah. was the last one I actually think I yeah. ever bought. So twenty thirteen. Uh so let's see. So it went Breeze, Hillis, then it was Gronk uh Gronk? Nope. I didn't buy any of these after that. So this these. that was Calvin Johnson. Oh right, Megatron. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then this one was weird because it was the twenty fifth anniversary or whatever. It was the goat edition? Yeah, so it, it was, was Barry Brady. Sanders. Oh, Barry Sanders, right. Yep, that was right. I remember and that. And then fifteen was Richard Sherman. Which o- is still which Odell is Beckham on sixteen. What was the sp- uh, we already did the split cover, right? Yep, that was yeah, yeah. Palmo. Palmo and, yeah, um seventeen was Gronk and then eighteen was Brady. That was the goat edition. And then 19 was Antonio Brown. <laughs> like, really? Jesus, then, dude. A lot of, like, the, uh, like, a lot of guys you look back on that were on the cover of that game, and you're like, wow. Yeah, 21 we, was Mahomes. Or oh, 20's Mahomes, right? Yep. Yeah, 20's Mahomes, and 21's, uh, I guess, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, of course it is, because why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Uh, but, no, but that video game, but John Madden's legacy, like I said, this generation mostly is is knows him from – the legacy of the video game. We know him as the head coach. We know him more as the commentator. You know, yeah, Al Mike, that's where Ma- Madden he, yeah. and Michaels were the original. Like, that was – they weren't the original Monday Night Football group, but they were the ultimate – They were the best ones. That, to me – listen, I'm a big Madden Summerall guy. Uh, there is nothing more I love than listening to Pat Summerall and John Madden call a Cowboys game while John Madden would just wax poetic about Nate Newton for three hours. <laughs> and it was just amazing. He's like – Nate Newton, did you know Nate Newton once ate 38 cheeseburgers Nate at Newton. this one diner outside of Dallas? Yeah, look up Nate Newton. Look up John Madden, Nate Newton on YouTube when you're bored later. Yeah. And just listen to, like, John Madden's love affair with Nate He loved, like, Larry Allen and Nate Newton, that Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Huh. He was just infatuated with Nate Newton. It was great. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, but Madden was a god among men in terms of being in the broadcast Jeez. booth. And the guy was just, he was just, he brought football to life. I mean, he was the guy, you know, he was the first one to really make the yellow pen. And look, if you see here, he's going to go here, and then he's going to pull here, and then whap, he's going to smack this guy in the air. And the bams, the whaps, the, you know, all this, all the the Maddenisms. I was going to say, I'm sure he has hours, probably days or months of, like, commentary and clips that you could cut up and just, like, Maddenisms became a thing, right? right? Like, they predate Grudenisms. They take care of they were they were there before all that fun stuff. And uh, you know, it's just it was just so there was there was just something like like I was talking to somebody uh the other day and I believe it was on Facebook. I think we were having a conversation back and forth and they were they were saying, um I think it was our old English teacher actually, Jim. Uh he was saying like football peaked in the seventies and eighties, and I was like, No, I disagree. Like the nineties and early two thousands, like 1994, 90, you know, 94 to like 2005, that like decade span was prime NFL. And he's like, well, no, Monday Night Football meant something in the 70s and 80s. I'm like, well, Monday Night Football meant something in the 90s, too. You had you had Madden and you had Madden and Michaels when John Madden left Fox to go. I always loved Al Michaels. To go to my favorite to do uh, to do. Oh, yeah. Al Michaels Michaels is is still my favorite. Madden and Michaels was awesome. And it was just they were they were such a great duo, and it was always fun because you could always play the game like, oh, is John drunk yet? Yeah. Because it because all of a sudden like you get to like the third fourth quarter midway through the third and like Al Mike uh, 
John, you okay? John, yeah, I'm just yawning. Uh, like, I don't know why. John Madden would just like start slurring his words. Yeah. And you're like, and I remember our boy Mata pointing it out. He'd be like, yo, listen, Madden's drunk. Listen, listen. You can tell yeah. he's fucking <laughs> shit faced. And we're sitting in like Ryan's basement watching Monday Night Football. We're like, yo, he's, he's fucking cocked right now. Like, yeah. this is great. It was fun. It, it made watching Monday Night Football worth watching. Like, it was just, it was Madden and Michaels. It was great. It was right. awesome. I mean, I preferred, obviously, Madden and Summerall, but when Summerall retired, I mean, you go back and watch some of those early Super Bowls with Madden and, and Summerall, and you're just, it's like, oh, uh, that 98, for whatever reason, that 1998 Thanksgiving game, Vikings-Cowboys, when Randy Moss had three catches for, whatever, 154 yards and three touchdowns, and that was Madden and Summerall. It was just like, that was the 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 peak of that era. To me, like that game, that that moment when Moss exploded and it was those two. Oh, yeah. was just it was just so awesome to listen to. And I love going back, watching the old games. Was that his three catch game or whatever? Yeah. Three, three, three catches, buck 54, three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. That was the day the the Randy Moss legend was born. That was the birth of like Randy Moss had been kind of tearing it up. And then all of a sudden that Thanksgiving Day game in Dallas. Yeah. Because remember, there was only two back then. You had Detroit at one or noon, noon 30. Yeah. And then you had the Cowboys at four or 430. And I remember we were at uh, Uncle John and Auntie Carol's down in Connecticut that year. Oh, really? In 98. I, see, I wouldn't yeah. even remember that. We were down there, and I remember watching it in Uncle John's basement, you know, playing pool and stuff and hanging yeah, out yeah. and being down there. And, and I remember watching it, and I remember watching that game and just they, the, the Cowboys didn't. Like they, the, the the Vikings didn't physically like dom like defensively dominate the Cowboys on the scoreboard. Right. It was actually a fairly tight game, but they they beat the ever loving shit out of Troy Aikman that day. Like John Randall and that Vikings defense was just flying around, and that was the first time because I was young at the time. I think it was in eighth grade that year, and I remember watching yeah. that and going, "Eighth grade." I'm like looking. I'm like, "Yo, the Broncos are good, but this team's pretty fucking good too." Yeah, you know, and the and the Vikings finished fifteen and one, the Broncos fourteen and two, and obviously, you know, there was a there was a catastrophe in Minnesota that prevented us from seeing argue what I think would have been the most incredible Super Bowl of all time, which would have been the ninety eight Vikings versus the ninety eight Broncos. We got robbed of that by uh, by one of the Andersons, and uh, it just one of the Andersons. well, both of the Andersons, I should say. But it was just what a game, what a day, what a time, you know, what an era. And that was just, to me, that was peak NFL. That was what I loved the most. You could still play yeah. defense. The offenses were still high-flying. Don't let me bore you. Um, goddamn salts. <laughs> uh, I only got two of those left. Oh, uh, well, then never mind. No, go ahead. Fire them yeah. away. Fire them up, dog. You need a cup? You need a little cup. You gotta, or actually, you know what? Just throw the other one out, pour it out, yeah, and then just put it in that, yeah, pop it. Snap it? Yep. There you go. Now drop it in. And now just, just gently sniff, gently sniff. And then when you get it close, enough, just take a nice deep whiff. Oh, I can already like <laughs> it's so bad. I don't know why. I did Paul's that. gonna take some smelling salts here live on the air because he's uh you know. <laughs> he's falling asleep. I'm boring him. I'm regaling him with my long-winded no, tales of John Madden past. Ugh. I woke up early and I didn't fall back asleep and then I had to get out and go like move shit today and I've just been like See, I did the exact awesome. opposite. I woke up early and then I wicked fell back asleep like almost too much. Um but uh 
Give us a call. Let us know your favorite John Madden story. 774-992-8702. I could sit here and just talk about John Madden and how many great memories he's provided me and the rest of the football world with. And uh, on this night that, you know, he's passed away. Um, It's unfortunate. It is. He was 85 years old. Still pretty young. Was it just old age? I I don't mean to kind of look the cause of it. Honestly, I don't know. Seems a little unexpected. You know what I mean? I mean, 85 is 85. He probably he didn't look like he was the healthiest human I mean, being. Yeah, at that point, 85 is 85. That's true. It's, I can't say it's not but, uh, expected, but you know what I mean? It's not like he was like dying of cancer on a right, bed for it's like, not a long like, time. 85 is not really that old anymore, you know? So uh, anyhow, give us a call. Give us your John Madden stories, what you remember most about Madden, uh, whether it was the football game, you know, the, 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 the game, the PlayStation, Xbox game, whatever, uh, whether it was – you know, a certain game that you have in mind that you remember that stuck out to you. Um, I'm sure there's thousands of people that could bring up thousands of different memories uh, of Madden and, oh, and, sure. and what he did and his contribution to the game. I mean, realistically, because, I mean, he got hurt. Remember, he was a player. He got hurt early in, in uh, I think it was in training camp as a rookie, never made it, and then became a coach. Really wasn't that terribly great or successful as a coach. He had that one Super Bowl win with the Raiders, and uh, and that was it. And, you know, he went on and, and then he went on to his broadcasting career. Right. And a lot of people would say, you know, he was overrated as a coach. And that may be true, but that doesn't matter. His impact on the game, you know, as he was a coach, then he went into the booth. And he was the first guy to really have that experience in right. the booth. You know, he had the on-field experience. He he experienced. He knew he could look at a play and dissect it from the booth, and right. he did it. And he made the yellow pen famous. And then the Maddenisms came, and then the video games came, and everything just steamrolled from there. And John Madden became a football titan, somebody that will never, ever, ever be forgotten. You could ask anybody from any generation who John Madden is, and they'll know they'll to know. some degree. They'll know. They will know. 774-992-8702. That's the phone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, we got a just absolutely loaded show here tonight. we got to get into a lot, Paul. I mean, we got to talk a lot. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into some of the uh, – let, well, let's, let's just kick it right off with the fucking – with what we already know uh, we got to kick it off with, which is the Patriots and the Bills. Yes, uh, that was fun. Because that was – who? All right. Well, let's start with before we get into the Patriots and the Bills. Let's let's get back to uh, a little bit of last week. Let's just touch real quick because to preface this Patriots Bills game, you got to remember the Patriots are coming home to play the Bills, where they snuck a win out. Let's be honest; they snuck away with a win in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. Sean McDermott was pissed off about it. Sean McDermott and the Bills were pissed off. They were embarrassed. They, you know, they were playing up there in the elements where the winds were blowing 10 billion miles an hour. Yeah, you know, that was. We were watching that game. We were watching game. that game down in the 305. Yeah. And you know, we're sitting there at the Clevelander, and you know, you know, my my attention was elsewhere at times. You know, if you've ever been to the Clevelander, you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, there was it was a it was a pretty great game. They snuck that wind out, win out. And I told you, and I think I said this last week, and if you, for those of you who missed last week's show, uh, first of all, congratulations on missing last week's show. Don't go back and listen to it. It was awful. Sound quality. <laughs> was, I, I tried listening yeah, to it on Spotify after the fact. And oh, I was like, really? Ugh. Yeah, just delete like, that. Oh, my God, just get rid of that. That's so terrible. That microphone, I had to – so what happened was my mixer died. My mixing board crapped the bed on me. Yeah. And I couldn't get one in until today. 
uh, this one actually just came in yesterday. Uh, it was supposed to come in today, but it came in yesterday, so it gave me a little bit of time, which, thank God, uh, to troubleshoot and make sure everything was working right because it wasn't straight out the box. But uh, here we are. Yep. But uh, I couldn't – so I had to go to Best Buy. I bought, like, a Bluetooth mic, like one of those Blue Yeti Bluetooth mics, and I basically just rented it for a couple of days. I did the show, and then I went and returned it Sunday morning. I was like, fuck this thing. It sucks. Um, but it was garbage. It, it was a trash sound. It was a horrible-sounding show, so please don't listen to last week's show. But what I will say is when we talked before we went to Miami the uh, the week before uh, – the week after Thanksgiving, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, uh, before we took our little hiatus, yep. we, uh, we talked about this game on Sunday, this Buffalo at New England game. As being, like, no matter what happened in Buffalo on Monday night three weeks ago, this was going to be the game that mattered. This was going to be the one that whoever won this game was going to be in control of the division. And lo and behold, look at what happened. Buffalo won. That was exact. Not even just, bu- not that Buffalo won. <laughs> I thought Buffalo was going to win the Monday night game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I thought that they would win this one too. They dropped the one at home a couple weeks ago and they came into New England and yeah. they slapped around the Patriots. I mean... The scoreboard read closer than what that game felt like. Would you? You were there. Would you not agree? Yeah, I was there. It felt like it was just a like a like a stale battle. You know what I mean? But then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, man, the Patriots just kind of stalling out, not really getting it done. You know what I mean? Like, it I, it looked like Josh Allen. It looked like the offense was strong. They couldn't really run the ball that well or anything. But they had some really nice. That kid, um, what's his name? Nineteen. Uh, kids of Berna on Buffalo. Fast as hell, dude. I'm like, holy shit. I can't remember his name. Um, a couple, like, really good plays, and it just, I don't know. We, we left with, like, maybe four minutes left, and as we were leaving, I just look up at the, like, huge-ass jumbotron, and I see it's, like, Dawson Knox, like, spiking the ball or whatever, and it's like, oh, there's another one. Now it's, like, 33, and I'm like, good, let's get the fuck out that of was here. The, yeah, that was the cap. I that think, was a cap, yeah. You know, for, the, for the, the way that game ebbed and flowed, Buffalo dominated that game top to bottom. Yeah. But they didn't dominate on the scoreboard until late. You know what I mean? Like, it was right. one of those games where, like, you were. Wa- I was watching it at home, and I had that game on as the primary game that I was watching at 1 o'clock because I was obviously very – yeah, McKenzie, thank you. Yes, McKenzie, uh, thank you. I was very I was very interested. And, Scott, uh, keep listening. We'll get to that. I'll get to that question in a second. Um, Scott asked in the chat, uh, what, what's the closest voice of current-day football that compares and will be as – could possibly be as memorable as Madden? Um, so – something to chew on there for 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 a few minutes um you know who's out there right now that's as good as john or will be as remembered as good as john that's yeah, maybe, tough like call maybe al al would be my number one that's that would be my first al michaels you know my sure. first guess but uh we'll get it back into that in a second but to the bills and the patriots the bills dominated this game top to bottom the only place they didn't dominate was on the scoreboard i mean at one point it felt like the game was like 28 to 3 31 to 3 and, yeah. and 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 then you look at the scoreboard and it's like 17 14 you're like huh yeah it was like weird. all right like this game all right so the patriots are doing patriot things they're just hanging around waiting for the bills to screw up and then they'll capitalize well turns out mac jones had one of the few games this year where mac jones looked like a rookie and he didn't play particularly bad, but he didn't play good enough to win. Right. And that's not a knock on Mac Jones. And let me let me be the first one to say this because there was a lot of people I knew that were that are not Patriots fans. Patriot haters just like myself. 
And they were there. They were the people that were saying, "Oh, where's your, where's your God now? I thought Mac Jones was the goat. Thought Mac Jones was the next coming of Christ. Where's, where's he at now?" Look, I'm all on board with shitting on the Patriots every single chance I get. <laughs> However, I'm gonna keep it real with you, like I always do. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Mac Jones was not the problem. Now. Mac Jones might not have had a great game, but Mac Jones is also throwing to what? Nikhil Harry? Yeah. Is, uh, 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 Nelson Aguilar? Yep. Like Jonu Smith, their big money tight end that hasn't done anything this yeah. year. And again, this isn't a knock on any of these guys. Look, this is a rebuilding year. If you're a Patriots fan, count your lucky stars. That in the second year of your rebuild, last year was your teardown. This year was your first year of a rebuild. Yeah. And in the first year of your rebuild, you were in contention as of New Year's. Not only for your division, but the number one seed. Yeah. How many teams can say that? I mean, seriously, go back throughout history. and How many teams can say, okay, yep, we jettisoned our, uh, our longtime Hall of Fame quarterback and he took off and went to another team and uh oh by the way we got this new guy and um boom look at that right, right back, back in it yeah right back in it yeah nobody can fucking say that nobody like the colts with luck would probably be the closest thing to that yeah 11 or, and five, or, or yeah. the niners with young like that was that's pretty much it or maybe you know, maybe nah because even the the packers with yeah well the packers with rogers but like maybe there's what, a those, few teams out there those three teams that had almost immediate success after their Hall of Fame quarterback left them. Right. That's so rare. So when you're as a pa- as a Patriots fan, bruh, take a step back, take a deep breath. Also go fuck yourself because fuck you because you've only had to wait one fucking year. Right. You you you're not like you, I can't talk. You're not like me where it took you 13 years or, or 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 12 years to find Peyton Manning, and you know just hey he happened to get hurt, the Colts happened to get the number one overall pick, and they happened to let him walk. And John Elway was like, "Excuse me, Mr. Manning, I have a proposition for you." And then you you know you win four straight division titles. You know you you go to the playoffs four years, two Super Bowls. You know, you're in the AC Championship, set a bunch of records, greatest offense of all time, blah, 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 blah. That took right. 12 years. And now it's been another seven years, go or six years. Six. Yeah, going on seven years since we found that. Now, that can all change again next year when we get Aaron Rodgers, but we'll talk about that another day. Right. We got another two months before that comes to fruition. And, boy, I'm not wishing away football season, but, man, am I looking yeah, forward yeah, to the offseason. To to I am very much out. looking forward to the offseason this year. That being said, the Patriots – you guys have you are so spoiled. You are such spoiled, rotten little crybaby bitches. Then you think, eh, Sean McDermott didn't shake Bill's hand after the game, as if Bill hasn't blown off like Tony Dungy or or anybody else for that matter multiple times throughout his career. Like after he had a bad loss or a loss he wasn't happy about. Get the fuck out of here! Like get off your high horse. You you you. Just, this is what pisses me off about New England fans is they're just so they just lack self awareness. They have no ability to look at themselves and say like, oh yeah, Bill's done that. A billion fucking times. And we all were like, good, fuck him. Don't care. 
that kid, you beat it. Thank you. Hey. Like, I don't know why they talk like Cartman's kids, but whatever. Like, they just, you know, thank you, like a cat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't understand, like, why Patriot fans have to be like that. Bro, like, you've got a rookie quarterback. He's going to have rookie moments. Of course. But Mac Jones was not going to come out and throw 50 touchdowns and three interceptions his rookie, his, his rookie year. Wasn't going to happen. At least not with Nikhil Harry and Nelson Aguilar. Jacoby Myers. Right. Like, seriously, like, who the fuck are these guys? Half these guys. Is Jacoby Myers, he's caught, what, one touchdown so far? He finally caught one, like, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And has he caught another one since? I don't even know. I, it, it's not a story anymore, so who cares? But the point I'm getting at is, the Patriot fans, you, gotta, you guys got to taper back your expectations. You've got an entire, entire, yes, uh, Lil, we will definitely hit the Celtics. Because uh, the Celtics and the Lakers are kind of in the same boat right now. Um, only What's going on with them? I have no idea. I don't watch. They fucking, suck right now. Basketball. They suck. Yeah. So we'll yeah we'll we'll talk about. We will definitely get some NBA talk in, Leo. Don't worry. Um, but uh, to to the point is, look, pull it back. Let your rookie quarterback grow. Like people forget, the Patriots when they when they won their first Super Bowl, they were eleven and five. Right? They were they were. Yeah. They'd won their division because it was back when there was still three divisions before division realignment. So they'd got the whole, or they're actually no, they were a wild card, wild card team. Yeah, because no, they were they were they won the division, but they they had Oakland had, uh, had to go on the road because they lost to Denver at Denver in like week sixteen or fifteen, and that was their last loss of the year, and that screwed the Raiders. Had the right. had the Raiders beat the Broncos, had the Broncos not beat them that year. The Patriots would have had to go to Oakland to play that game, and, and we wouldn't have the snowball. Oh, right. And who knows? Brady loses that first playoff game. Maybe Bledsoe's back under center the following year. You don't know because they don't go on to win the Super Bowl at that point. Right. And the legend of Tom Brady is never to be. <laughs> who knows how that would have rewritten the Historistas books. Uh, so yeah. you've got all that. That's all fun. That's Those are fun games to play, too. I love playing the what-if games sometimes. Yeah, of course. Like, what if the Broncos had signed Steve Young in 2001? Instead of having Brian Greasy, Mike Shanahan was like this close to co- co- coaxing Steve Young out of retirement to come be as a free agent to come to the Broncos. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. That yeah, would have been better than Brian because we went to the playoffs that year. Yeah. That would have been a hell of a lot better than Brian Greasy. Oh, yeah. Hell of a lot better. Fuck yeah. Even a broken down Steve Young was better than Brian Greasy. He at least knew how to run an offense. Uh, but 774-992-8702. Give us a call if you want to get in on some of this uh, conversational action. Uh, that being said, from a Bills standpoint, man, you guys got to be sitting on cloud nine right now. Bills Mafia is out in full force, as they should be. Because like I said three weeks ago, this was the game that mattered. No matter what happened in Buffalo, this was going to be the one that mattered. Right. And I, I told you that. I said, damn. Like, yeah, the one down the you stretch. Bought, you, you, know? bought the Buffalo, you bought the Buffalo game tickets in it, like months ago. And I'm like, and all of a sudden that, you know, the Patriots were, what, two and four? We were like, ah, oh, this guy's going to suck. They're going to go in. The, you know, the Bills were, what, like fucking seven and one or some shit? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, I don't know. Whatever, seven and two. And they're like, fuck. We're like, well, this is going to be a lopsided game. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden. The Patriots came back. Patriots come storming back. And here we are in New England, in Gillette, in December, after the day after Christmas. And we've got a winner, basically winner take all game to set it up for the division. And this is what it was all about. Josh Allen did what an MVP quarterback does in that situation. That fourth down run that he had. 
to basically keep a drive alive where they scored a touchdown and salted the game away, where he kind of just like whoop and like did one of these and like skirted upfield. It was like fourth and two. That was an MVP caliber play from an MVP caliber quarterback. That was a big play in a big game right. at a big time. Don't ever, I don't ever want to hear, I don't want, I don't want to hear Sean shit on Josh Allen. I don't want to hear anybody tell me that Josh Allen isn't a gamer. This dude showed up when it mattered most. He showed up when he had to. Yeah. And he won them. He put that Buffalo team on his back, and they won that game. Yes, the defense played good. Yes, they ran the ball. Yeah, Mac Jones struggled a little bit. But can we talk about Josh Allen in a big spot on the road when it matters, showing up and showing out? I mean, the guy's the real deal. There's nothing else you can say. He is 110% the real deal. And he is going to continue on this path. He is going to continue to get better. He's got great weapons. And granted, they did it without a bunch of guys on offense, too. Beasley was yeah, out because of COVID. Wasn't it? Yep. Uh, there was a few other guys that were out with COVID. Didn't matter. Josh Allen put the team on his fucking back, though. Yeah. Went into Foxborough. Still Went into Foxborough and beat the Patriots in December. Something that not a lot of teams can do. Right. Even when the Patriots are bad, not a lot of teams can do that. Yeah. That old that guy over there wearing the hoodie, he's pretty fucking good defending his home turf this time of year. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just realizes the importance of it more than everybody else. I don't know. Maybe he just cares more. Or maybe he's just better than everybody. That's the one I go with. Yeah. He's just better than everybody. Uh, but the Patriots and the Bills, that was a classic, classic game on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it was a good game. It's fun and being there. Yeah, what was it like being there? How was the crowd? How was the energy in that? Was it was it playoff like? Because you've been to a playoff game with me. Crowd was good. I mean, it it was weird because it wasn't really playoff as it was loud. It got rocking on some third and fourth downs for the Bills on offense and shit like that, as you would expect. But like, literally, like as soon as anything happened, it was just shut down. It, it was just so quiet, like so fast, and like took a little while to like get the momentum up you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a playoff atmosphere but it was still it was still fun there was some fourth downs I'm looking at Monique and I'm like yo check this shit out like it's fucking because we're down on the field right you you were on the you were in the optimal yeah you can hear everything so well and like it just echoes and it was like you get to hear what the players are hearing yeah pretty much yeah that's how loud it gets it gets real loud down there it's so, fucking wild. I won't watch another game any other way. Fuck that. <laughs> I, Unless I can get Putnam Club. That's uh. I mean, it's it's not a bad it's it's not a bad spot, right? No. Putnam Club is the only place I'd go over the Optum Lounge. Yeah. I mean, if we're if we're talking, all right, because the only thing I don't like about the Optum Lounge is like you're just on that one. You can only see like what it's coming at you and going going yeah, in and out from you yeah. rather than side to side. So like it's a little bit different to like watch a game. Right. As the of it, like the teams are running at you, but right. like I sat in that same end zone before the Optum Lounge was there. I sat in that same end zone, probably actually where the Optum Lounge is now. Is That's now. how close we were, right, down to the front uh, for the Giants game in 2011. Jake Ballard caught the game-winning touchdown, like right in front of me. Yeah, and it was friggin' wild. And I remember it was like fourth and ten from like the 13 or 12 yard line, and Brady hit Gronk for the go-ahead touchdown with like a minute and 36 seconds left. Yeah, and the place just erupted. And I remember being like, fuck, like, That's damn it. it. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, the Patriots are going to win. Fuck off. And I'm, But I'm, like, looking around, and I'm, like, taking it in. Yeah, being I'm that like, low is cool. I'm like, wow, I'm like, this place is fucking loud. Like, this yeah. is 70,000 people 
going ape shit right now. Right. And then, of course, the you know, I was like, wait a minute, like minute 36 and two timeouts. I'm like, this defense sucks, bro. I was like, this game, the Giants are winning this shit. Like six plays later, Jake Ballard with like three seconds left on the clock. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. And then I started running my mouth and some guy was like, hey, man, you've been quiet all day. Why are you going to start running your mouth now? I'm like, because they just won, you asshole. Like, yeah. what the fuck? his daughter was like, got in my face and I was like, dude. Do, Fuck. Do, I'm like, do not. <laughs> I'm like, please, get your pet on a leash, okay, <laughs> and get it out of my face. I was like, oh, what the fuck? You think you're fucking tough? No, 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 no. I'm like, no, I don't think. I know I'm tough. I don't need you to tell me. Thank you very much. Um, but you know, classic Patriot fan reaction when they lose. Classic. Yeah, like, we got out of there pretty, pretty easily, pretty quickly. We didn't really run into any kind of bullshit. So just to touch on uh, on Scott's, to, to put a little bow on this, on Scott's question, who do you think, is there anybody right now that's that's commentating that you think is going to leave like a like a mark like Madden did? Maybe not like Madden, but like I think like you said, like Madden's number one probably. Then it's like Al Michaels. And then like as far as like iconic like voices that I like listening to, it probably Chris Collinsworth is third for me. See, a lot of people hate Collinsworth. I love Collinsworth. I used to hate him. Now like... I just know when he's gone, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to miss that sound, like yeah. that that voice. You're like Al Michaels, you know? You really will. Joey Fast Radio, row one, seat one. Hey, what's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, Paul? Yo, Thanks. what up? Leo. Hey, guys. What's happening, bro? Not much. Great show. Thanks for having me. Of course, bud. Yeah, what up? Touching on a couple of things before the night gets too, uh, too late for me. MVP race. I'm going to have to say that Rodgers is going to take it through the, the, the debacle that happened against the Saints for Brady. Um, Rodgers, it's his to lose at this point with Mahomes creeping in, honestly. Uh, I yeah, I think I, I, a lot of I think a lot of us kind of forgot about the Chiefs. And all of a sudden, you know, they, they move, you know, what's his name back inside the defensive tackle where he belongs. And all of a sudden, the defense starts playing better. And now Mahomes is doing Mahomes-type shit. And we're like, fuck. We yeah, forgot Mah- about, we forgot what, about what, these clowns. Yeah. What were they, like, two and three or something at the beginning of the year? And people said they were all done. Yeah, and even still, they're just struggling offensively for a lot of the year. But now they've won, like, what, six or seven straight now? Yes. I think they've ripped off eight straight. And uh, Okay, even worse. Yep. They are, they are most definitely the favorites to come out of the AFC, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we we were gonna we were gonna touch on that in, in a little bit. Like, who is the favorite to come out of the AFC, and is Kansas City still that team? And yeah, dude, I mean, you're you're right. They've won eight straight now, That's and they've crazy. got uh, they're at Cincinnati and at Denver to close out the season. I don't see them losing either of those two games. At Cincinnati is actually interesting. After Joe Burrow's performance the with other what day. Joe Burrow's doing, <laughs> but yeah, um. Yeah, it's yeah, like like I said, I think we uh I think we kind of forgot about Yola uh, especially if it's going to go through Arrowhead, which it looks like it's going to. I mean, it's always a tough place to play, especially And in, yeah, in, like in them getting the one seed is just which sucks cuz I liked it in the beginning of the season when they sucked. I was having way more fun with Mahomes and everybody. They sucked ass. They were going downhill. I'm like, then all of a sudden they get one win. Then they get another, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, here they come. They came back, and then all of a sudden, and it's just now, like you said, eight straight. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. I was hoping I mean, they were done. Will we finally get 
Mahomes versus Rodgers in the Super Bowl this year? Because I, mean, I think that's what the NFL wants more than anything. Yeah. I mean, it could look that way, but... Uh... They sure as fuck don't want Carson Wentz in there. <laughs> Personally, I think if the Bucks get healthy, I think the uh, we're looking at a rematch, but that's just me. And then lastly, before I let you guys go, um, it's more for fats, but I'm not I'm not so in tune with what the Lakers are doing. I'm more watching uh, how, what what kind of shape the Celtics are in there in horrible state. They're 16 and 18. Uh, we got players refusing to to comment to the media, etc. I want to know what your opinion on where where they go from here, guys. Thanks for having me. All Have right, Lou. Night. Thanks for the call, bud. Yo, thanks, dog. Uh, so to touch on, so real quick on the MVP thing. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's spot on. I think Brady's MVP chances were sunk when they got blanked by the the Saints a couple weeks ago. Put him no points, bro. That's yeah, that's, that's just a hard a, hit. That's a, that's a bad hit. And and Brady is doing what Brady does every year at this time. He's slowing down, right? He got blanked two weeks ago by the Saints. He threw one yeah. touchdown on Sunday, you know, against a really crappy what was it Panthers team? Yeah. And you know they were like, well, we don't know if Cam Newton. Well, Cam Newton's starting now. Nah, Sam Darnold's in. Ah, Cam Newton's back in. Now nah, Sam Darnold go back out there. Like they, like Matt Rule couldn't figure out who the fuck was playing quarterback for them. But Brady again didn't have a great performance. One touchdown, you know what? Two hundred right, right. yards, maybe one hundred fifty. I think it was like actually under two hundred yards. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, he didn't play great. His, I think his MVP chances are, were were sunk that night because he was the front runner. Yeah. Granted, I didn't think he should have been the front runner, but he was he was the front runner. Uh. I, I, I thought Aaron Rodgers was a number one, and then I would have given it to Jonathan Taylor second. Right. But you know how this league works. It always goes to the quarterback. Yeah, and, it's quarterback and, heavy. And that's, and that's that. Um, and then shifting gears real quick to the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics are sub-500. They've got a new coach. They've got a new new roster. Yeah. They're in the East. What's this? They won't talk to the media and shit like that. They're just—they're not playing well. They're not talking to the media. They're—they're they're just basically saying, "Nah, this ain't it." Like they ain't having it. Turmoil in Boston. I didn't know yeah. that that was the way that it was going down. The Lakers, and t- to answer Leo's question, you know, to let him know, like, what's going on in LA? I mean, AD's hurt. LeBron was a little bit banged up for a little while there. Now LeBron's back. He's healthy. He's playing. His defense is. He's he's like playing like like it's two thousand eight, yeah. And he's playing defense. He's just like a monster defensively. Uh, but the Lakers are still trying to find their way. Like they are just, they are a team right now that is just very disorganized. You've got LeBron James, so you're gonna get to the playoffs. They're gonna get. They're gonna go on a run. They're gonna make sure. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be there. I mean, right now they're the nine seed. With the exact same record as the as the Celtics at sixteen and eighteen, the difference is the Lakers have Anthony Davis obviously on the shelf right now. Right, Westbrook, LeBron. You've got LeBron. You're going to the playoffs. Like there's no there's no fear right now for me of the Lakers missing the playoffs. Now, how far they can take that playoff run, nah. that's going to remain to be seen. I mean, Golden State is starting to look like Golden State of old. Phoenix still looking pretty good. You've got Utah, Denver. You've got good teams. Out in out in west, the west, yeah. The west is is you know the east is usually pretty typically pretty top heavy. The west is usually one through eight is good. Like there there have been years where like the four seed in the east wouldn't even make the playoffs in the west, right? You know, just based on the record. records. So alone. right, right. It's just it's just one of those crazy things. But 
No, the Celtics, I mean, you got to remember, they, they just, they, they gutted and cleaned house. You know, who knows what's going to happen with them? I, I mean, is Tatum the guy? I it, hope so. I like Tatum. A lot of people do, but is he, is he as, is he as good as people think he is? I don't think so. I mean, is he has those moments. You know what he reminds me of, and it's, it's maybe like maybe unfair, uh, but he reminds the Celtics right now remind me of like those old like Atlanta Hawks teams with like Joe Johnson, and and those guys were like, you know, one night this guy would go off for like forty eight points. And you're like, how the fuck is this team not that good? Yeah, and you're like. Oh, okay. And then you watch them, and you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, they're not really like a great team. They just got, yeah. You know, these guys just not flare consistent. up. Yeah. yeah, they flare up and they go good. Like Tatum, obviously, is on another level above that. But I don't know, man. When you look at that roster in Boston, it's it's tough, dude. It's tough to envision them making any kind of run in the playoffs. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline after the All Star break, and, and you know when basketball actually really starts. You know yeah. when basketball actually starts in March. Then right, we can start right. really kind of. Well, yeah, Celtics better hustle their ass up if they're already under 500. They ain't got, you know what I mean? They're two games under 500 right now. What do now. they got left? What are they? Well, they're 16 and 18, so what's that, 24, 34 games? So they still got half the season, got, a little yeah, more than half the season. What, they got 50 left, 40-something left? What is it, 72 games? 82. Oh, oh, it's 82? Right. See, I thought it was or 81, 81. Was, oh, 81, whatever. So they got a little ways to go. 82, 81. I don't know. I fucking forget. Fucking who cares? <laughs> 73 games is the most anybody ever won. I think it was 73 and 8. I think it was 81, right? That was yeah, the best yeah. one it was. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I remember exactly, like, you know, like, who who won the uh, 1997 Winston Select 500 at Talladega, but I don't remember what the fucking, how many games they play in the NBA anymore. Yeah. That's how much I don't pay attention to the I NBA know, anymore. I know, dude. Me neither. It's just not doing it for me anymore. I, I, just don't, I just don't love basketball like I used to love basketball. It's just one of those things where I'm like, yo, like, I want to love it. I want to be invested because it's another thing. I love sports. Right. I, I love sports, so I want to be invested in something, but it's really, really fucking hard for me to sit there and say, oh, shit, like, uh, you know, Lakers-Warriors are on. Like, I'll right. watch the Lakers when they're on national television, right. and I'll keep my thumb on the pulse of what's going on. Like, I follow all the Lakers' Twitter accounts. Yeah, You yeah. know, I, I watch the highlights in the Lakers' subreddits and stuff like that. Right. So I see what's going on. Like, I, I kind of know what's up with the Lakers. But other than that, like, no, I'm like, I don't know. Somebody's like, are, are the Bucks good this year? I don't fucking know. No, I'd rather watch the, elite, the elite Eight or the Sweet 16 or something in March Madness. I'll watch that all day Yeah, the NBA, NBA is just, game. it's just, it's a struggling product right now, I feel. Yeah, you know, and and I hate that for the NBA. I hate that for, for how like for somebody who loves sports, I really do. Right, hate that uh, because there is nothing better than a great NBA. Like the NBA playoffs, yeah, are just they're right up there with everything else. Like the NBA playoffs are wild. MLB playoffs are off the hook. Yeah, I like playoff anything. I mean, even NHL, dude. Throw NHL me some hockey, dude. Awesome. I'll throw, I'll throw hockey on no that, matter what. Did you see that link off topic real quick? Did you see that link I posted yesterday or the day before where you can get – they sell – Budweiser sells goal lights, like the lights on the goal, the little yeah. red lights that spin. Yeah. They sell them, and they have a built-in siren on them, and then you download the Budweiser app, and whenever your team scores, it sets off your little light in your house. Wow, that's fucking sick. Right? That's like, I'm bad. not even a fucking hockey fan, and That's I'm like, fucking sick. yo, I kind of want that. Yeah, like, I know, right? That's tight. <laughs> like, if I was a hockey dude, I would have, like, four of those in my basement. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Be like, you're downstairs watching the Bruins, and, like, Bruins score, and, yeah. like, I would totally do, like, an if this, then that. 
where I could like you know program it so that like when the Bruins score, all my house lights shut off and like all my lights just like yeah, do, like, that would be sick. Like you know, just like cycle. I didn't know that. That's pretty and badass. Strobe, and then the lights are going off and like you get the sirens. And you're like whoa, like right. that. Like, well, how fucking rad is that? That is. I wonder how like quick it is. Like. That's what I want to know. Like, what's the delay? Because, like, if I'm watching it on TV and the puck goes in and then, like, 30 seconds later, it's like, Bwah! Yeah, like, I'd be like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, nah. all right, yeah. But I also wonder, like, is it so quick, like, it actually links, like, to the game, like, That's in real what time? I'm wondering, dude. And then all of a sudden, like, my goal light's going off and you're like, Oh, and then you're looking shit. at the TV going, oh, yeah, yeah, because we know what's coming. I don't know if they could sync it up to the TV or something. Right? I That's don't know. tough, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it works. But Technology. I'm wicked fucking curious. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I didn't know they did that. It's fucking sick. Remember when we were in Peel's Pub all those years ago? We went to Montreal. Yeah. You know when we broke the closet door? Yeah. No, no, I do that. I remember the pub. Yeah, the yeah, crazy. The pub yeah, was like yeah. went straight up, and we were like, we got told to leave. Yeah. We're like we're the only four kids in there wearing like Red Sox shit, and we're like, yeah. And the and the Montreal and the Montreal Canadians are playing the Bruins, and I've never watched a minute of hockey in my yeah. life, but I was the biggest Bruins fan in the con- in this in the country of Canada that day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, yeah, fucking Boston bitch, like, and they're like, yeah, uh-huh. and the the waitress just came over and like. Didn't ask us if we wanted anything else or refills or drinks. Just like put the check down. And was like, yeah, okay, you can cash out now. And we're like, what? Why? And they're like, you can cash out now. And we're like, ah, fuck you, you bitch. Yeah. Because the Bruins just started pouring it on. Yeah, and, and everybody in Canada is all psychotic about Bruins. It was fucking like seven Canadians, three or something like, like yeah. that. It was it was fucking rad as fuck. It was so fucking funny. It was fun. But uh, it was just that little goal horn thing was like I was like, dude, that's it. That's what I've been dreaming of. Like, I, I would, if I owned a bar that was like a sports bar, like when the Bruins yeah. were, I would totally have those all around, but they would be on switches, so you just hit them. Right. Like, goal. Easy button. Yeah. Boom. Like, everything goes nuts. Yeah, like, yeah sick. sick. But now it's linked through this, like, Budweiser app, but they're like 275 bucks a piece. Oh, wow. So I'm like. Maybe they are legit then. Maybe they got to be pretty quality, dude. I don't know. 774 Uh We've been talking Patriots, Bills. We've talking John Madden. Uh, we just got into a little bit of Celtics, Lakers, and the NBA. Uh, let's talk a little bit, Paul, about your Colts and uh, what's Ugh. upcoming in the coming playoff scenarios here. Because, uh, woo, laddie, boy, do we got issues. Yeah, I mean they they threw Wentz on the pro on the on the COVID protocol, you know. But I mean, at least coming up this week. The four people that are missing on our O line should be back, so at least we'll have our starting O line. I mean, if we can beat the Cardinals without an O line and Carson Wentz, I'm hoping we can beat the Raiders with an O line and Hunley or whatever Ellinger or whatever the fuck Ellinger, right? Ellinger, I think is the back. Yeah, right? Ellinger. Yeah. So hopefully we can get it done. I mean, we'll see out. Maybe they're gonna shorten it to five days. Maybe we'll get lucky. You know, maybe they'll Who short knows? it down to five, and he'll pass, and we'll come back, and we'll and we'll be able to, you know, square away with the Jags and, and the Raiders to end the season. But yeah, I know. Uh, yes, uh, thank you, Mom, for commenting on the lighting in here. It is a little bit weird. Hold on, let me see. If, let me see if this works. I don't know that's on there. No. Uh, I thought that was off. Uh, yeah, Paul looks like he looks like he's on uh, like one of those like A and E specials where like it's just like half his face is shadowed. Really? Yeah, because there's no light coming from this side of you. Oh yeah. So it's just. Like and I got like that weird, like I used to be like a drug dealer with like yeah, the black yeah. shadowing over yeah. your face and the weird voice. It's like, it's, like we're, it's like we're trying to, we're like we're trying to hide his ID or something. We're not. Yeah. Um, just the lighting in here kind of sucks right now. So yeah, just, whatever. We'll deal with it. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, so you got you got the Colts playing the Raiders. You guys are at home though, right? Yeah, we're at home against the Raiders uh, at Jacksonville. All right, so you got two pretty winnable games coming up. Now, the NFLPA and the NFL are on the verge. I don't know; it could have actually even happened by now. Uh, I'll double check, but Dodge they a fucking bullet if they shortened it. On the verge of potentially shortening the uh, the COVID quarantine time, where for all players, regardless of vaccination status, because you got to remember. Uh, you know, Carson Carson Wentz has committed the ultimate sin, and he's unvaccinated. Right. Um, it's uh, revised. Uh, let's see. I haven't heard anything about it. All I know is that you just said something a little. Yeah. While NFL ago. Re- NFL reduces COVID nineteen quarantine. So as of five twenty one this uh, Eastern, they have reduced it to five days. So that means potentially. I Carson believe Carson Wentz will be on. Yeah, he could be back in time for Sunday's game now. Oh, that's beautiful. So it, that's a huge break for you guys, a terrible break for the Raiders because the Raiders need all the help they can get. Yeah. That team is fucking pathetic. They struggled to beat the Broncos on Sunday in their own home right. uh, with Drew Locke under center and just an absolute mess on offense, which is just – I mean, listen, I know the Raiders Raiders fans were all like, oh, yeah, we swept the Raiders. We swept the Broncos. Yeah, Cool. <laughs> cool. You guys swept Pretty sure the, with Teddy Bridgewater, you probably swept, should. You swept the Broncos. They suck. Like, Jesus Christ, wait till next year we get Aaron Rodgers. You won't even you, you won't even come within 20. Um, but nonetheless, uh, that's a huge break for the Colt for the Colts. Hopefully. Uh, because they get Carson Wentz back on Sunday because again, he was unvaccinated, so he was he was gonna have to wait 10 days. But because the CDC miraculously has revised its guidelines yet again, uh, now all of a sudden it's five days for anybody vaccinated or unvaccinated. It's almost as if uh, you know, LeBron James posting that meme the other day. Right. Where it was, you know, the, the Spider-Man yeah. meme. And it was like co- Omicron, the flu, common cold. cold. Yeah. And it was just all of them pointing at each other. It's like, what are we really doing here? Like, we all know this is fucking bullshit. We right. all know this is like, is anyone, whatever happened to the Delta variant? Remember uh, that? Remember that? Remember a couple of months ago, like the Delta yeah. variant was going to kill us all? Yeah. Because, oh, my God, you got to get boosted against the Delta variant. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, well, we got the Omicron Space Master variant. And we're like, wait, what? No. And now, and you haven't heard shit about Delta. Delta no. variant is just like, poof, gone. See you later. Yep. Bye-bye. And then Carson Wentz, obviously, he's not vaccinated. He's getting dragged over the coals by, you know, everybody, the Florios, the Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was listening to Mad Dog Russo, who was, who was breaking his balls about it today, saying – you know, it's selfish. He's he's the quarterback. He's going to do everything he can to make sure he remains available. Uh, I disagree. I, I think guys should – I don't think anybody should be forced to buy a league or, or an employer or anything along those lines to get a vaccination. I think that's ridiculous. Um, I'll, I'll say that as somebody who is vaccinated. Uh, so for those of you who are like, ah, you anti-vaxxers, like, nope, I got it. You can shut the fuck up now. Right. Um, I still don't believe – just because I got it doesn't mean I believe that everybody should get it. No. That's your personal choice. That's your go- that's your call. Uh, no one's dying from Omicron. Actually, one guy did in Texas. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure his comorbidities will be lengthy, and uh, and plentiful. And you know, Alec Baldwin still has the same body count as Omicron. So we got that going for us. Yep. Uh, but you can call people selfish all you want. Everybody still, you know, jumps on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Well, he's a liar, and I'm like, he didn't lie to anybody that mattered. Nope. Seriously, <laughs> no. You know who Aaron Rodgers lied to? The media. Yeah. You know why this was a big deal? Because he lied to the media. You know who he didn't lie to? 
his teammates, A, number one, his coaches, the, the, front, the front office, yeah. the organization, and the NFL. He didn't lie to any of them. They all knew he wasn't vaccinated, but he didn't tell the media that he wasn't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And they were very upset because how dare you lie to USA Today, sir? Yeah. How dare you lie to Sports Illustrated? Do you not know who we are? Like he committed a crime or like, something. Like, they acted like he fucking threw a baby out of, a, like, into a burning building. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it's like, get a fucking life, you fucking boobs. Uh, but anyway, but those, but that was, you know, of course, the Florios, the Sims. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The Peter Kings. They got to the push world. their agenda and all yeah, that. Yeah. Right. They're, they're out there. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw. They're all, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. He's taking a horse dewormer, folks. Hate to say it. That's what it is. Oh, right. okay, Dr. Terry. Right. Like, everybody's like, oh, get your information from reliable sources. But then Terry Bradshaw's like, it's a horse deworm. And they're like, see? Yeah. Like, Last I knew, Terry Bradshaw was like a mediocre thrower of a football. And now you want me to take medical advice from him? Yeah, he's borderline right. senile. Right, right. It's like, it's, it's, it's not okay to listen to Joe Rogan, but it's definitely okay to listen to Teddy, uh, Terry Bradshaw because Terry Bradshaw says what I want you to hear. But nonetheless, right. uh, we'll, we'll neither here nor there. But no, so that's a big game coming up for the Colts because there's a lot of playoff implications because you got the Dolphins, they're kind of roaring back. Yeah. You got the Patriots, Seven the Bills. straight now. Uh, the Raiders are in it. You got the Bengals, the Ravens. Like, yeah. there is going to be a log jam to get into those six and seven seeds, which brings me to a point, and this is kind of something I wanted to ask you about, Paul, because you're a big NFL guy. You've been a big NFL guy as long as I have. When they went to this seventh seed and they added the seventh seed in the playoffs, and, I mean, it really predates that. It really goes back to when they started with uh, the salary cap era, and they started, right. you know, that, that, that stride for parity throughout the league. Right. When did you – That's this is what the NFL dreamt of, right? Where we've got an, a 17-game a, a season. Yep, more games. And we're going to go into week 18, the final week of the season, with only maybe three or four playoff spots solidified in, in, on either side. Right, right. Meaning half. Meaning that week 18 is going to that, – that could be – nothing is locked up going into that. That week now doesn't just mean something. It means everything, everything. Yeah. for some teams. You could have if Indy drops this game to to Oakland, they could be on the outside looking in again at Cincy, the Ravens, the Raiders, the Patriots, and the and the Dolphins. Then the Dolphins get the the Patriots what week eighteen, and all of a sudden that's or no they get them uh, next week this week. The Patriots get the Dolphins this week. Then they, I think they finish out with. Uh, Oh, no, no, they get the Jaguars this week, then they Jaguar, finish out yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Dolphins. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, that Dolphins-Patriots game week 18 is looking like, oh, oh fuck. Shit. Right. This could be for – one of these teams could be going home after this. Yeah. This is a big deal. Like, this all of a sudden becomes a massive deal. And the Colts could be on the outside looking in if they lose this game to the Raiders. Yeah, I know. They beat the Raiders, the Raiders are done. It's over. They're 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 done. They gotta they gotta play the Chargers in week seventeen and it's a wrap. Yep. This is all of a sudden it, 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 now let me let me ask you this question. Is this do you enjoy this? Do you enjoy how much 
how tumultuous and how the, the upheaval and the unsettledness of the NFL going into week 18? Or did you prefer it when the top six guys, top six seeds get in, seven, 16 games, you know, what it was two years ago? Right. I mean, I like, I like all this, like, you know, crazy chaos going on coming into the end of the season of, like, all these teams that are still alive and, like, how they must figure out the tiebreakers and, and, and obviously, like, the records and, like, wh- where they put people in place and, like, playoffs and things like that. But, like, I know as soon as I get bit in the ass by that last playoff spot they added and I and my team loses to some shithead nine and fucking eight te- or some bullshit team that squeaks in, I'm going to be pissed about it probably. But do I like it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I do like it. I like the way that the end of the season's coming. I like the fact that there's a lot of people that aren't out yet. You know what I mean? Obviously, you got like your Giants, your your Bears, you know your your Lions, your Jags, your your guys, your Jets, shit like that that are just eliminated. Like whatever, you know what I mean? But like so many teams made it till just a week or two ago, right? And you still got people in the hunt. I mean, like teams like Philadelphia still in the hunt. You've got teams like. Uh, you know, you've got Miami, New England, and Buffalo all vying for that. Yeah. That A, the division, and B, you know, the the wild card spot, Cincy, Baltimore. I mean, Pittsburgh is out of it, right. I think. Yeah, I think they're done. They're they're done. You've got the Colts and the Titans, uh, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders in the West. You know, you've got a, a, a real log jam here. And then you go to the uh to the to the West. I I'm sorry, to the NFC. You know, the Cowboys have locked up their division. That's a wrap. But Philly's yep. still sitting there at 8-7. and seven. Right. Uh, you've got the Packers. They've locked up their division. Yeah, the what Vikings about the Vikings? Are, yeah. Vikings are probably out of it at 7-8. and eight. Tampa's locked up their division. All the divisions are locked up. So you've got one, two, three, four, five spots. So you've got two spots remaining in the NFC. Right. Uh, you've got San Fran at 8-7. and seven. You've got Atlanta somehow at 7-8. and eight. Uh, yeah, wow. Minnesota at seven and eight, Philadelphia eight and seven. New Orleans is out now. Uh, New Orleans is seven and eight. You know what? I tend to purposes they should be done. Yeah. Uh, but you've got the the NFC is is crazy because you're gonna have these last few weeks and the way these match up. I mean, you've got uh, who was it? San Fran. Uh, I believe San Fran plays. Uh, they've got a pretty big game coming up this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. A division game or something? Or? No, it was uh, – hold on, I'll tell you right now. I don't know. I think, it, like I said, I like the extra playoff spot. And look at – this is like genius for the NFL too, right? Because now you get this like one extra play – you get this these extra teams in this, other, in this extra game and shit like that. Look at how many, like I said, how many fan bases are still right. – San Fran's got the Texans at home. Oh, they should do that. Just but fine. you've got Cardinals-Cowboys. Okay, that affects seeding. Uh, you've got Chiefs Bengals, which is huge. Yeah. Because uh, that could go Raiders, Ra- uh, Raiders Colts, which is huge. Dolphins Titans, that's a big one. Yeah, Dolphins got to pull that one out. I-, I don't think the Dolphins are, and and I'll just say this about the <laughs> Dolphins, I-, I think the Dolphins are frauds. I I really do. I I don't. I, I mean. When you look at who they've beat over the course of this eight-game winning yeah, streak, seven, I mean, we were there to watch them beat Mike Glennon and the Giants. You know, they beat the Jets right. twice. Uh, you know, they they beat the Saints with Ian Booker, which if you watch that game last night, at what point were you like, wow, this Dolphins team, man? No, nah, I turned it off like 17-3 to three or 20-3, to three, and yeah. I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> they're just they're, – they're not that good. I, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be there. I think they're overrated as shit. Yeah. Um. 
But right now, like in the hunt, you've got the Niners and the Eagles uh, in the NFC. You've got the Vikings, Falcons, Saints, Skins on the bubble, so to speak. Um, in the AFC on the bubble, you've got the Chargers, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Broncos are done. I don't even know why they're there. Hmm. But in the hunt, you know, you've got the Chiefs as the, as the only team to lock up a seed, uh, yep. to lock up a spot. Titans, Bengals, Bills, Colts, Patriots, Dolphins. Those are your – those are what's that, two, four, six teams all right there. Right. I think with the Cardinals win the other, uh, on on Christmas, I thought I heard that the Colts locked up at least a wild card spot. Uh, they have not. I don't believe so. I no, I thought that. I heard that. I don't know where he, uh, I was like. I mean, it was Chris Collinsworth or whoever the hell it was. I was calling the game. They are like, currently a wild card team. Uh, they are. They have not clinched. Oh, okay. Not they're not. They're not in spot. it. They're not in no, it for they good. Have not clinched the playoff spot yet. No. Uh, which is why this game looms large now on Sunday, and yeah. which is why it's so big that the NFL and the NFLPA came to agreement on that five day. Thank God, because that'll put. How many players? A hundred and something players tested well, fucking so positive? So, last year, I believe it was 266 players tested positive all season long. Right. So far in the month of December, I believe it was like 544 or something like that that have tested positive. Get the fuck out of here. And yet, <laughs> no one's in the hospital. No one's seriously ill. No one, no one's feeling the effects. It's just, well, I guess I tested it. So the NFL, part of what the NFL was going to do with the NFLPA, part of the new uh, protocols is they're, they're not, you're not getting tested daily anymore. You're only getting tested if you're symptomatic, which makes all the sense in the world because who fucking cares if I have, a, if I have the virus and I go to work, who gives a shit if I don't know? If this virus is so deadly, why do I need a test to tell me I have it? Right. Shouldn't I know? Shouldn't I just know? Like, shouldn't I be bedridden for a week? Like, you know, like whatever. Like we can get into the merits of the idiocracy of of what the of this testing and all this shit. Like all these people that are running to like these these testing sites every single day getting tested once a week. It's like, why? Why are you getting tested? You realize because you realize like once you once you go to get tested for COVID, this is why it's so stupid to get tested for something like this as frequently as it does, because. You could go get tested. You, they stick the swab in your nose. They swish it around. Bang. You're negative. On your way out of the clinic, you fucking touch the door handle. And then you go get in your car and you go like that. And it's your nose. Bang. You've got COVID. You didn't have it when you went in, but now you have it. Mm-hmm. You does anyone stop and think? I, I I won't. I won't even get on the tangent because I don't want to <laughs> fucking go down that rabbit hole. Um, it just it just blows my fucking mind how fucking stupid people can be. They can be pretty fucking stupid. It really does. Uh, seven seven four nine three zero. Uh, sorry, seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. I almost gave up my personal cell phone. <laughs> which, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. My John. <laughs> who? Uh, so we've covered that. We got the NFL playoff picture. Uh, we talked a little bit about the MVP race, uh, but we got about 15 minutes left, Paul. So let's let's take that there. Uh, you know me; I'm biased as fuck on that one. You're going JT all day, right? I'm going JT all day, but like I do agree with Leo when he says that like Brady's little fucking goose egg, dude. That was like a massive gut punch to an MVP race. Especially when you're going up against guys like Mahomes and fucking A-Rod who aren't going to fucking do that. You know what I mean? 
they're not going to put up zero fucking points. Right. They're going to have at least a throwing touch. You can't get blanked by a divisional rival in prime no. time at home right. and expect to win the MVP. Right. Sorry. I don't like, think that can happen, That honestly. just removes you from any – that just yep. removes any doubt, any question that you that there may yep. have been. There's you're not you're not winning it. I hate you know, and Brady didn't have a bad season. I mean, I think he's got what thirty seven touchdowns on the year now. Does he? Yeah, something along those lines. Um, That's pretty damn good. It's it's not bad. It's certainly not bad. No, nope. but uh, he he just he, he, you can't just you can't do that and win an MVP. It just doesn't happen that way. Well, yeah, because on top of that, like it's thirty seven to whatever pick ratio is thirty seven and eleven. Yeah, that's like a normal fucking year for like Stafford for like you know what I mean like anybody else like who's like high caliber. That's I mean, Brady, nothing special. Brady making Brady breaking the forty touchdown barrier is like big is a big deal. He rarely does it. I think he's only done it twice in his career, three times. Really? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Both with Randy Moss. <laughs> uh no, 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 no. He he did it one time, I believe. He did it one time without Moss. Oh, well, that's good for him. I just feel like these quarterbacks are doing everything that they should be doing anyway. No, twice. He did it last year. So if he actually, if he throws four more touchdowns or three more touchdowns, he'll be one of the few quarterbacks actually to ever have back-to-back 40 touchdown years. That's actually pretty hard to do. Yeah. Um, granted, not in this day and age in this NFL. I, I feel like that's going to become much more commonplace. Yeah. Um, it is much more commonplace. There's a reason why there's a 44-year-old quarterback out there throwing 40 touchdowns a year. Right, right. Um, it's because uh, the rules cater to quarterbacks. That's what they want to um, see, bro. They, they want to see those everybody wants. bombs, dude. They just everybody well, that's a problem and that's, Bomb that's it. one of the things that I that pisses me off about this day and age in the NFL is that people don't actually care about the NFL. They don't care about the game of football. All they care about is when they pick up their phone and they unlock it and they look at their little app, the numbers say what they want to say. Right. They don't give a shit if Brady is great at football. Or, or Brady sucks at football. Did he win me my DFS game today? Right. Okay, great. That's all I care about. Am I in my fantasy Super Bowl? Cool. Right. That's all I care about. Did I hit my parlay? Great. That's all I care about. Nobody – it seems like less and less people are actually giving a shit about the game the of game football itself. itself. Right. And they're just more focused on the instant gratification of fantasy numbers, fantasy numbers and fantasy sports. Right. And it's ru- I feel like it's ruined sport. Fantasy football, and I will go back 15-plus years as to saying this, fantasy football will ruin the NFL, and here we are. Yeah. I'm glad I took a turn back the other way for a long time. And you know, there, who's, on, you know who's on board with that a, a lot quicker than I was? Was T. Oh, getting on board with fuck fantasy football. Oh, I yep. know. He was always against fantasy football, dude. Yep. He hated it. And then, like, I used to be sitting there. I remember, like, getting pissed off because, like, Reggie Wayne scored a touchdown and it wasn't fucking, you know, somebody. Else. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, mm-hmm. c- cut the shit. Now I'm going the other way where it's like, yeah, whatever. I just remember to set my lineup. I don't give a fuck. Right. I couldn't I want my team to fucking win, dude. Point. I've taken, like, a big U-turn over the past, like, two years or the so. The last, like, three, four years, dude, I've just – I've given up on fantasy. Like, it, it started in, what was it, 2012 or – I think it was 2012 – when our buddy uh, Jordan won the Super Bowl in, in one of our buddies' leagues, yeah. in, in Ryan's league, and uh, and he won the Super Bowl. He never he set his lineup week one and never touched his team ever right. again. Right, that's 16, retarded. 16 weeks later, he was the champ. Right, that's retarded. I'm like, 
you know what? Fuck this. I'm like, yeah. I always knew this was more luck than anything else. Right, but that's but ridiculous. that's just, like, that right there to me was just like, you know what? Yeah. I'm all set. I do yearly because it's fun and I like to be, like, involved. And it does, like, you know what I mean? It does give me the exposure to, like, look up players and, like, understand who's on what rosters and the depth of some teams and stuff like I that. Do it, but... I do it be simply because it's an excuse to get, the, to get 10 of my buddies together in the same house or the same room. Right. For, you know, twice a year. We do the draft and then we do the end of the year party. Right. And that's that's it. That's my that's the whole reason I do it. Right. If you don't do a live draft anymore, like if you're like, oh, I'm in a league and, you know, you're doing it. And I'm like, OK, where's the draft? Oh, it's online. Nah, I'm all set. Yeah, I like live I drafts. Care. They're way more fun. Live drafts are better. They're more fun. And they they serve a purpose. Like, I don't care if I want to play, if I want to just do an online draft, dude, I can go sign up and spend however much money I want and do DFS every week and probably right. make a boatload more money. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. I don't care that much. I don't give a shit. I want to be around my friends. Right. Give us an excuse to get together, cook some dope ass food, hang out for a few hours on a random Saturday or Sunday in August or early September and play some poker. You know, eat some fucking great fucking food and just chill. Drink some beers, get drunk, yeah. and let's have a fucking party. Throw, what a ga- throw whatever games are on if it's preseason or something. You know? Yeah, it's just, it, so do, not doing live drafts to me is just like, why? Right. Well, everybody can't get together. It's tough. You know, well, make a fucking, make it, you, you know you're going to have to do the draft at some point during the season, right? Like, you know at some point during this next calendar year, Come late August, you're probably going to have a few Saturdays or Sundays that are going to be spoken for. Right. You're like, oh, well, I got to work. Get the fucking day off then. Yeah, I know. I hate missing the fucking draft. Oh, well, I can't. I can't. I can't get that day off. I can't. Why? Ah, because I can't. I got to go apple picking with my wife and I got to work. Like, <laughs> OK, I'm sorry. That doesn't sound like my fucking problem. Yeah. Guess that you're out of the league like, then, bitch. Sounds to me like you don't give a fuck enough to even show up. So fuck out of here. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, we've got the same 10 guys that have been coming back now for this, like, what? Now this is going to be 12 years in a row. Yeah. That we've had the, the same, or eight years in a row of the same 10. Yeah. Nine out of 10 for 12 years. Right. And it's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But n- neither here nor there. Back to the MVP thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I thought it was always going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's on a tear. They're gonna give it to the bigger name guy anyway. I don't. I don't see them giving it to Jonathan Taylor. That's just not. He's well. Jonathan Taylor. In order to win it as a running back, you got to at least break two thousand yards. That's right. like the bare minimum to right. win an MVP as a running back. Like Adrian Peterson won it in two thousand twelve because he broke two thousand yards. Yeah. Even though Peyton Manning was clearly the most valuable player, right, in the NFL when he went to the Broncos, but he only threw thirty-seven touchdowns and twelve interceptions. Right. Even though they went 13 and three, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 4,000, yeah, whatever. Right. And it just, you're not going to win it. If, if Adrian Peterson had only chalked up 1,800 yards, yeah, Manning wins it. But you know what? Manning gets comeback player of the year. AP gets the uh, gets the MVP. Right. Had, had it gone the other way, had Manning thrown 55 touchdowns his first year back like he did a year later. Right. Then, you know, maybe we would have had a 2003 situation with co-MVPs. Oh yeah, you know, but but you, you're right. But in order for a running back to win it, they've got it. You've the 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 talk doesn't even start until you break two thousand yards. Yeah, and that hundred eight yard game against Cardinals, that would have had to have been like a hundred and eighty. 
I think he needed to average like a buck sixty-three. Yeah. For the rest of the year, for the next Unless three games. Unless he goes off against he, the and he, Jags. And he still could. He still could. <laughs> for like three hundred. He could definitely still go off and still break at two thousand yards. But I don't think it's going to be enough to vault him past. He's got to get a two hundred yard although, game. And then... Although, if Carson Wentz doesn't play on against the Raiders, yeah, and he, gonna... say he has a two hundred and twenty yard game with four touchdowns, yeah, and they route the Raiders. All of a sudden, maybe now, maybe now. Right, because JT put the team on his back. He put the and, team on his back. showed up. Yeah, now we might be talking about JT as the MVP. Right, when the pressure's on, he came and delivered. But that's that remains to be seen. But you go A-Rod, JT, and then I think you're going to go Dak. I mean, Dude, the Cowboys are the other quietly Nasty as just fuck. keeping pace. They're not making, which is good, which is good for the Cowboys. Because usually when the Cowboys are making news, it's for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, Dak sucked, Zeke sucked, whatever sucked, they lost. I mean, everybody loves right, it. Right. Everybody loves to pile on the Cowboys when they lose a game. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, it's it, that's it's exactly opposite. So I think Dak would probably be number three. Then maybe I'd go, I don't know, maybe Stafford gets thrown in there, Kyler Murray. Cooper Cup. Joe Burrow, you got to start thinking about now, too. Yeah, with that game the that, other day. He, holy he shit. He threw for almost 1,000 yards against the Ravens alone this year. Yeah. Like nine and change against the Ravens. Yeah, just five twenty five the other day. Wink Martindale was like, you know, after the first game when he threw four hundred yards against him, he was like, let's not put a gold jacket on him yet. And he's like, all right, motherfucker. Yeah. And he yeah. even said so much after the game. He said, you know, uh, his comments. You know, that's what. Why, you know, two minutes left in the game, and yeah, he was still going to run him up. Why are we still throwing touch? Like throwing bombs? Like fuck you. That's why. Don't talk shit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's and you know, Ravens fans. Whoa, well, oh, you know, fucking. The Ravens are trotting out a JV squad. Yes, while that might be true, maybe you shouldn't talk shit when you're trotting no out a JV, JV squad. squad. Yeah, I mean, no shit. You're still professionals. You're still in the NFL. And your job is still to stop the other guy from scoring, which you have done nothing even remotely close to when you've played the Bengals now. So I think the Ravens and the Steelers kind of are having a shit fit right now as fan bases. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, you know. Good old rivalry. Now all of a sudden, now, now all of a sudden the, you know, the little brother's at the big kid's table. You know, and he's sitting there, and he's like, I'll smack you around. And they're going, fuck. I mean, look at the Steelers. They're going to lose Big Ben after this year. He's done. Yeah, done. They don't know which way they're going. The Ravens, as much as great as the Ravens organization is, is I mean, do, do we, are we really still believers in Lamar? I, I don't know if I am. I mean, have, have we, before, have we seen peak Lamar already? I think I we think have. I think so. Just like I said a couple weeks ago, we've, all, we've seen peak Derek Carr. Think about it. It's like Derek Carr and the Raiders having their best season they've had in years, and they they sweep the Broncos, and they're still on the outside looking in right now. Right. That's pathetic. Like, I'm sorry. You're a shit franchise. You're a shit team. Grow up. I don't know. Like, stop sucking for 20 years at a time. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, you know, the, the Broncos, we have our bad spots, but they usually only last like five, six, seven years. Right. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, hey, by the way, here we are. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got Peyton spurt. Manning. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers now. Right, right. Maybe Deshaun Watson. Who the hell knows? Or Russ Wilson. Who or cares? Russ, yeah. Whatever. I'll take any one Somebody of Somebody better than fucking Teddy Bridgewater. Shit. And you know what? If they whiff on all three of those, I would not object. And I'm just saying, I'm not on board with it, but I would not object to possibly entertaining the idea of Baker Mayfield getting a fresh start in Denver with a <sighs> new coaching staff, a new owner, I like new the offensive sound of coordinator. That. I, I think, you know, maybe that could potentially be. 
Something that Denver might look into. That now. would be hilarious. I would be so pumped for Baker Mayfield in the Broncos. I like Baker Mayfield already. I love Brother Baker. So it'd be cool to see him in a uniform, in the Broncos uniform, because I like the Broncos. You know what I mean? I root for him. So I'd like to see him get a, a nice change out just to make sure. You know what I mean? I, I kind of want to. I would, too. I want to see too. him do well. But, uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's wrap it up there, Paul. That was a great show. Good fucking 90 minutes flies by when you're having fun. Yeah, no, it? this was, yeah, no shit. I mean, I know I'm yawning, but, dude, it's just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on but it's uh it was it was a good time we will uh we will be back next tuesday night yes 8 30 p.m right here on the one the only the new bedford guy be sure to give us a follow over at row one seat one on our facebook page uh follow us on twitter as well got a lot of good content there and uh be on the lookout the website's coming i promise i know it's like it's like the dragons in game of thrones oh it's gonna be we have other jobs okay yeah (laughs) so uh we're getting to that but uh happy new year everybody enjoy Week number 17 in the NFL. Enjoy your New Year. Stay safe. Please, above all, stay safe. Uh, you know, our my work family, our work family was hit with a pretty bad hit on uh, on Christmas Eve this year, um, you know, due to a due to a traffic accident. Uh, and it was extremely sad. And it was a very, very, very awful. It still is a very awful situation. Our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, to, to, to Sarge and his family uh, from us at Row One Seat One. That was um, that was a very sombering Christmas Eve to have to, uh, or Christmas, yeah, Christmas Eve to have to come in and work, uh, knowing knowing what took place uh, that morning. But um, you know, to all our brothers out there, sisters, you know, stay safe, drive safe, be smart. Life is fragile. Don't don't do anything yet. Uh, you don't need to do. You don't need me to preach. You know, don't go on Henry Ruggs with it. Um, but uh, on that note, Paul, thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you. We love you. Happy New Year. And uh, we will talk to you in 2022. Dad yeah. joke. Dad oh, joke. You fucking nailed it. Ass. I'm gonna go play some NASCAR ignition on this new fucking sweet setup I just got. Yeah. I got the I got the uh, G923 Logitech steering wheel and pedal setup. I got my brand new LG ultra wide 34 inch monitor. Got this TV setup. I am fucking locked, cocked, and ready to rock right now. Good. I don't know. I'm gonna, probably gonna play Halo while that's downloading, and you know figure out it, figure it out. But. Um, Till next week, y'all. We love you. Happy New Year. Peace. Peace.